Welcome back to Gaming with Gage, your podcast for role-playing games and the periphery. Thank you for being here for the finale of our first season. It's been such a wonderful experience, and I'm so grateful for all the positive feedback we've received. I've had the opportunity to chat with some of my favorite creators about my favorite topics, and I've been able to share that with you. It's truly been my pleasure. For the season finale, we're going to actually be gaming with Gage. For some of our listeners who are completely new to gaming, who have reached out with questions, you have been heard. Hopefully, this brief actual play with fan favorite and my wife, Amanda Verano, will give you a snapshot of what tabletop role-playing can be. In this showcase, you'll hear Amanda's character, Agatha Nolan, drop into a crazy world where nothing is like it seems. You know, Boston. We used Pinnacle Entertainment Group's Savage World system for this game, and if it strikes your fancy, you should definitely try it out. These showcase episodes are a new thing for us, so let us know what your thoughts are. If you enjoy them, we may have some more in Season 2. So let us know what you think on our website, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and our Discord. As always, we ask that you please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes and Android devices. We'll be back on June 4th for Season 2 of Gaming with Gage, so be ready. With all of that out of the way, let's jump into Episode 16, our season finale, and showcase session one. The city of Boston, rich in history and bursting with life, its citizens move back and forth through the shifting streets looking for purpose, pleasure, and one more day. And one such section of the city is a university, Boston University, a beacon for young minds to discover knowledge and themselves. And one such building on this campus is a young woman named Agatha. Cue me. Cue you. What are you doing? I am studying. It's a Friday night, correct? It is a Friday night. I'm studying for an upcoming test that's, you know, probably... On Monday? Probably on Monday, yeah. Um, probably sitting at a desk, I would imagine. I, I like to think that Agatha alternates between laying on the bed and the desk. But the desk surely provides more area for spreading out notes and highlighters and I like to think she's that type. She's a highlighting type? Yeah, not, you know, not to the extreme, but I I like to think that she takes her classes seriously and she has methods. What kind of computer does she use? Let's just go with a a Mac. Just a little, uh, like a MacBook? Yeah, just because it's what I know. It's all I know, so. And Agatha is you. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't realize that when we were creating the character that I basically made a, a very similar it was fun. character to myself. Yeah, I played the ep- episode back for Amanda, and I was like, here's where you talk about what your stats would be in Savage Worlds, and here's like 15 minutes later when you make the stats for Agatha. Let me know if you see any similarities. I, I didn't do it intentionally, and I think I was just so tired that when, when we did that episode that I didn't realize um, what I was doing, but I, I basically made someone who's very, very similar to me. <laughs> <laughs> so as Agatha is sitting there studying, the door bursts open and in comes her roommate, Megan. Megan is a 19-year-old as well. She is a young blonde. She is, uh, she is actually uh, majoring in biology. She okay. wants to be a doctor. I'm going to make note of that. Yep, uh, but she is very much a uh, work hard, play harder 
active in the like active. Are you on the modeling scene. Megan after Jamie? Because this sounds like Jamie. Jamie was going to major in biology. She also well, she wants to be a PA. I mean, and I wasn't. She's a go- very play hard, work hard type. I wasn't originally, but now I am. So Megan is Jamie. I feel like her name should be Jenna then. So that it's like A for Amanda and J for Jamie. We can do that. Okay. So Megan has now become Jamie. Also, Jenna. I really apologize. Jenna. Um, also, I'm super nasally sounding because I think I'm fighting off a cold. So this is not going to sound very good for the podcast. So your friend Jenna, your roommate Jenna, bursts into the door and goes, oh my God. I am so excited to go out tonight. Are you studying? Are you serious? It's Friday night. Why are you studying? Because we have a test on Monday. So why aren't you... Like, Sunday. We'll study together. Okay. Okay. So there's a new place. It's just off campus. It's called the library, so you'll like that thing. (laughs) It's going to be so much fun. And Sarah's going to come with us because you know my rule of three. And you know that she has this like obsession with this idea that if you're going to go out in the city, you need at least three girls because if you have less than three girls, you attract a bunch of losers. Whereas if there's at least three girlfriends out, most of the losers will not like approach three. Because they're intimidated by a larger number? That's her theory. I mean, you seem to think that a lot of the guys that come up and talk to her and her friend Sarah are losers anyway, but like she seems to like vow by it. It's not a bad theory. I mean... I think I get it. I can go with that. Yeah. Okay. So she goes and she starts getting uh, getting ready. And she has talked you into uh, abandoning your studies to go to the library. But she did promise that we would study together on Sunday. She did. <laughs> she did. So I think that our study groups are probably, you know, probably beneficial when she actually focuses. Um, so, yeah. So this is Okay. Okay. I mean, I'm not as much of a partier, but whatever. Sounds fun. Yeah. So she goes and she starts getting ready and stuff. And she comes out and she is wearing like a tight black dress. Um, oh, good Lord. <laughs> with um, uh, not like heels, not stiletto, like not strappy heels, but like booted heels. Up to like mid-calf. And if we're modeling uh, Jenna after Jamie, there's definitely going to be a cute statement necklace. Subtle, not overpowering, but definitely a statement necklace. Yeah, it's like a minimalist arrowhead. It's perfect. In like silver. That's perfect. Yeah. That's Jamie. <laughs> Jenna. Yes. <laughs> Jenna. It's okay. Jamie doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she will if we create a character that is based on her. That's, Although she'll get really offended. That's so much. Yeah, that's so much <laughs> pressure to try and like play a real person. Uh, to just be like. No, let's let's not play. It's not Jamie. It's someone who's inspired by a friend of ours named Jamie. Yeah, just like Jamie is the inspiration. Exactly, because I wouldn't wear orange because I can't pull it off, but Agatha can. Speaking of that, what are you wearing out on a Friday night to the library? Oh goodness. To what would I wear out? It's a club, right? To the library, yes. Okay. What would I wear to the club? I mean. Something nice. I'm not, I, I don't think Agatha's frumpy, but definitely far more mm, relaxed, maybe. So, like, like, than what Jenna's wearing? Like an orange tank top? Sure. 
Yeah, sorry, I'm not really good at picking out. As you know, when we actually play, I have to go on Pinterest for a good 20 minutes to find an outfit that my character is going to be wearing. Um, but yeah, I would say, sure, let's definitely have an element of, like, orange has to play a color, you know, a part in the color scheme. Um, and I would say not something frumpy, something that would be appropriate to wear out, but maybe that wouldn't draw as many eyes as what Jenna's wearing. You know, I'm, I don't think Agatha's ever going to be the one to wear a mini skirt and high heels. Not that she wouldn't wear high heels, not that there's anything wrong with that outfit. I just don't think that she maybe wants as much attention. You know what I mean? Like she's, she seems like she might be a little bit more reserved um, so like black skinnies and <clears throat> excuse me, like black skinnies and then would you do like an orange tank or would you do like an oversized sweatshirt or is it cold? I mean it's Boston what what time of year? I always hate that question because <laughs> my answer is always fall and I because anytime anyone asks what time of year is it fall and then there was one time where Tom's like wait why were we at a pool party if it was in the <laughs> I fall remember that <laughs> and I was like because I said so <laughs> So let's say it's early fall. It early fall, so it might be a little day. cold. Yeah, I can get a little nippy at night. I mean, I could see maybe like a cute top that's kind of like a tank top maybe, but maybe a sweater over it. I don't know. I think Amanda's frumpier side is is going to reflect poorly on Agatha because I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, like, what do you wear to the club? Like the, that outfit you used to wear where it's like Black skinny jeans, some type of tank shirt, tank top or t-shirt, and then like an open like sweater, shawly mm-hmm. type bit. Yeah, that right. that was very much my go-to. So we can make that Agatha's go-to at this particular moment. But let's just pretend that she looks cute in it. You know. Welcome back to Gaming with Gage. This episode, how to play yourself in role-playing games. I just feel bad because you're asking for my my opinion on what Agatha's wearing, but I'm the last person that should be deciding fashion for this poor girl. Yeah, do you, you just let Jenna pick out your outfits? I, I like to think that Jenna probably helps Agatha out a lot. Um, you know, I think I think Agatha would trust Jenna's judgment. Mm. So yeah, probably. So as you make your way downstairs, uh, Sarah doesn't live in your dorm. She lives in another dorm on campus, and she's really more Jenna's friend than your friend. Actually, let me change Megan to Jenna in my notes so I don't forget the fact that we... Renamed your roommate. I'm just trying not to call her Jamie. That is a challenge. Uh, so Sarah's downstairs and she's like, oh my God, yes. I'm so excited. I've been hearing about this place for like a month now. It's supposed to be dope. And you, they don't check IDs. That seems sketchy. But I mean, any place that's called the library kind of is a little intriguing to me. So <laughs> I'm here for it. It tickles your fancy. Uh, yes, yeah, so you go a couple blocks off of campus. And, um, you know, it's like... No, seven's too early on a Friday. So it's like nine. It's a little later in the night. Um, early so I did get out. some studying in. You got some study. That's it's a It's not East Texas University. You don't have to take academics roles. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so yeah. So you make it to uh, this place that's like kind of like the hole, a hole in the wall and like a four, like there's a uh, four floor like walk up type building uh, and there's the main door and then off to the side, like which would lead down into like a basement uh, there's a set of stairs and there's a big bouncer by the door and there's a line of people. Um, and you go to like step in line and Jenna's like, no, like <laughs> and just kind of like grabs you by the hand and kind of walks you uh, around to the front of the line. And the bouncer looks at the three of you and just goes, yeah, go on in. Really? That happened? 
Uh, it happens a lot. Uh, a lot of places try to balance. Um, they want more young, hot women in their establishment because it makes it more popular. Agatha and I are both very impressed right now. So as you guys go in, a set of dark stairs leads down into a large dim room. This is in the basement. Uh, music pulsates and the air smells slightly as sweat because it's early in the night, but there are people dancing. Uh, across from you, a long bar coats most of one end of the room and the bar is packed. There's a small lounge of like couches and tables that's opposite the bar, so kind of on your left when you come in. In between on that wall, um, a few cocktail tables kind of makes the third border of this large dance floor. You can see like a DJ up in a booth uh, to your right. There's uh, the dance floor has twisting lights on it and twisting bodies dancing. Not magically twisted bodies, just and not poetically. Yeah, no, just poetically describing people grinding. No, that was beautiful. I don't have a problem with it. Thank you. Uh, this is the kind of place that makes some people feel alive and others want to go home. Does it make me want to go home? That depends. I don't know, Agatha. So I'm just curious, if it's called the library, what part of its decor kind of uh, points to that? What's the reason for the name the library? Because I love the name. That's probably what drew Agatha is the name is kind of cool for a club. So I'm just wondering if there are elements in the design and the decor that would legitimize that yeah so like the back bar has definitely has uh like it's like styled after bookcases so like there'll be like a couple of like decor style books in between the top shelf liquor bottles and stuff like that spread out uh the tables not the cocktail tables but the smaller side tables on the uh lounge area are like these big like two foot by one foot books stacked on top of each other like they're not actual books that you could open but that's the style of it and then the lounge seating is actually styled in that kind of like 1950s 1960s tufted leather that you would see at like the oh new, my gosh new i Bible. love it yeah no it's dope it's a cool place uh and then it also has like just this giant dance floor which is just the club side of it so there's definitely more your speed around the border okay no that that sounds amazing that sounds really really cool i was just curious because the name is so neat to me um, I was just wondering how that played in. I always had the idea of opening a college bar that was called the library. And I'm sure there's tons of places that do this because I just love the idea of, hey, we're going to the library. And then you're actually going to this bar. And that I also had the idea of getting custom glasses that were shaped like books. And, and so like little glasses in the shapes of like textbooks kind of. Um, so kind of more of a square glass. Um, and then that like you could order custom drinks that were like organic chemistry. But if you order organic chemistry, it's going to mess you up because like the, the more difficult the class is, the more liquor would be in the drink. That is such a neat concept. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as you guys go in, uh, you can make your way up to the bar and Sarah is kind of like, Sarah's more of like the like shot shot girl. She wants drinks right away. So she kind of like pushes in to the bar and kind of gets attention and, and gets you guys a couple of drinks. Uh, they're in martini glasses, and they are bright blue. Mm -hmm. um, and she's Fancy. Yeah, and she kind of hands them to you, and you guys... The lounge area seems pretty occupied. The dance floor is packed. The bar is full, but you do manage to find, like, a little cocktail table off in that, uh, like, that north end of the room uh, where you can kind of sit and observe and kind of drink. And, and Jenna's like, see, isn't this so much fun? So we're hanging out with the three, just the three of us, right? For now, yes. Okay. 
All right. This is awesome. Yeah. I, I really like the vibe of this place. This is great. This is so much better than I was expecting. Uh, do, so as you guys are kind of hanging out and having fun, um, give me a notice check real quick as you kind of, now you're kind of stationary. You kind of have a position. You can kind of check out the rest of the room. Four. Total? Mm-hmm. Okay. So as you kind of look around, you see um, that the place is packed, people are having fun. You kind of notice that. You're kind of prowling around. You see that uh, Sarah is kind of like looking at this guy, and you kind of see him. He's an older guy. He looks like uh, Jamie Dornan. How old? Uh, he, you would probably say like 25, 28, somewhere in that mid to late oh, 20s. that's not right. 50s. I'm I'm 19. I forgot. Yeah, so our age, but old to your character, <laughs> yes. Um, and he, he looks like Jamie Dornan. Of course he does. Yes, very in control, wearing like a black suit, gray shirt. Wait, and he caught Jenna's eye? Uh, no, Sarah, he caught Sarah's eye, so Sarah's kind of like staring at him. Are we sure he's not up Jenna's alley? <laughs> I, Jenna hasn't noticed him yet. Oh, Jenna's going to be so sad that she missed this. Um, as you see him, he's kind of like standing by himself uh, in kind of a cool, kind of controlled way. Uh, you see, uh, whereas everyone else has been fighting their way to the bar to get a drink, you see that he's brought over like a small rocks glass uh, and handed to to him like he's being served. Um, he seems to be almost like surveying the whole room. Uh, and while you're watching him, a uh, another guy, kind of like a thinner, uh, bald guy in uh, just like a black T-shirt and jeans kind of walks up to him and starts chatting with him. Um, not like buddies, almost like uh, an employer and an employee. Oh, okay. So this guy is higher up at the club. Like he obviously... You get the feeling that, yeah, maybe this is the owner. The owner, okay. And this is a new club. This club opened recently? You don't know if it opened recently or if it just popped up on your friend's radar recently. Like Jenna would say like, yeah, no, I just heard about it. I think it's new. But like you don't know. Okay. Also, um, you like as you're looking around the room and you really like the decor of the lounge area... You notice that it's still pretty early. It's only like 930. Um, But there are students who are like passed out in the lounge area. Passed out drunk? You would assume, yeah. Oh, wow. It's a little early for them to be crashing. Yes, it's very early. Uh, Do me a favor. um, As you take a sip of your drink, roll a spirit check. Oh, dear. And you get a plus two. So she is taking her D8, which is her spirit die. And then she is also rolling a D6 wild die because all wild card characters, which are like, think of it as like the named character in a movie, always get to roll a D6 wild die for any trait roll. Um, anyone who is not a wild card, whether good or bad, is what's considered an extra. So like if you're watching Fast and the Furious, like those guys, Vin Diesel is obviously, and The Rock are wild cards. They're always going to roll that extra die, but those people that they just mow down 10 or 15 of them or like when the rock and uh, Jason Statham are escaping the prison, those are all what are called extras and they don't get the benefit of that extra D six. So you're going to roll both of those and you're going to take the higher. And I add two and a plus two. Oh, that's right. You have a D 10 in spirit. Don't you? Not a D eight. Yes. I just, I said D eight, but I looked over and I'm like, Oh no, that's a D 10. So my highest number is a five. Am I adding two to that? Yes. Okay, so seven. So seven. Okay, so you take a sip, and it tastes very, very... It tastes really good. 
Uh, and there's a slight tingling on your tongue as you take a sip of this blue drink. Have I had this drink before? No. Okay, so I wouldn't know what it's supposed to taste like. No, you actually never even asked. Sarah just brought it over. Uh, Sarah, what's this drink called? It's like the house special. They call it uh, they call it elixir. I don't know. It tastes good though. It reminds me of um, it reminds me of when like my parents used to go take me on camping trips out by the lake, and then like rainstorms would come, and we would sit by the fire, and we would just like kind of be really like it was kind of a scary moment of wind howling, and then but like I'd feel really safe. And as after she says that, she kind of like looks weird, like why am I like has that kind of look on her face, like I'm gonna go dance. <laughs> has Sarah had more to drink of this than I have? No. Am I also feeling poetic at this time? No. Is Jenna feeling poetic? Let me roll for Jenna. Sorry. I was just curious if we were all being affected by this drink. I'm wondering if our alcohol tolerance is different or what? Uh, No, Jenna is not uh, feeling exceptionally poetic. She kind of like looks at Sarah like, well, that was weird. Okay. But she's not going to like give up a chance to dance. So she's like, come on. And she goes to dance. Are you going to go join them on the um, dance floor? I'll stay and guard our drinks because I I think Agatha is definitely the type that, you know, you don't leave your drink unattended. So I'll guard the drinks while they go out and and warm up the dance floor. Okay. Um, as you're sitting there, uh, give me another notice check. Okay. Yeah, I'm kind of intrigued by the guy that stands out from the rest in the sense of, you know, you, you go to a, what is obviously a popular college hangout and you've already got some people passed out and then there's this very self-possessed guy, well-dressed, I remember you saying. Yeah, black suit. Yeah, so I think he would kind of stand out. You have a D8 notice? I do, but I'm not rolling very well today. No, you're not. It's okay. Normally, I roll much better. So you kind of like look over at the things that have been catching your eye and see like you see Jenna and Sarah dancing on the dance floor. Um, You look over towards where uh, the, well, we'll just call him Gray for now because that's what you're picturing. (laughs) Let's be real. (laughs) Let's let's just be honest. Uh, You look over where he was standing um, and he's not there. And you're like, but you do see the the bald guy in the black t-shirt. Um, and then you kind of like swing back around because the other thing that had kind of caught your attention was the um, students who had like kind of passed out. And you kind of look over and you see that like uh, another bald guy in a black T-shirt. It's almost like a uniform. Um, <laughs> the baldness? The baldness too. Yeah. Oddly enough. Yeah. They could be cousins or you could just hate bald people. <laughs> Is like throwing a student over their shoulder and like walking them not towards the front door, like they're going to throw them out, but actually towards the back. Okay. I'm asking as Amanda right now and not as Agatha, is that typical club behavior? No. Okay. Because I was going to say, that's, that's this is why I never went to a club. <laughs> yeah. uh, and a voice from behind you, you hear, are you enjoying your drink? Whoa. Okay. Uh, that made me jump. <laughs> uh, who, who's behind me? Gray. Uh, yeah. The drink's great. What's going on with those kids over there that couldn't handle their liquor? Oh, we didn't like to leave them out on the floor. Um, we try to make a safe place for the college students to enjoy themselves. But if for some reason uh, a member of the faculty or a member of the local law enforcement came in, we don't want children passed out in the booths. 
How considerate for you and for them. Yeah. My name's Graham. And he puts his hand out. I'm Agatha. Is this your place? Yes. Uh, one of a couple. It's great. I love the vibe. I love the decor. Thank you. We put a lot of thought and effort into it. Why aren't you um, out dancing with your friends? I'm guarding the drinks. Oh. Uh, let me actually get you another one. And he kind of puts his hand up. Oh, no, that's okay. He, he still puts his hand up, yeah. yeah. Well, I'll be seeing you around, Miss Agatha. Enjoy. Thanks. And he uh, walks away. Well, I guess we got free drinks out of it. Another round of drinks comes, and uh, Graham kind of walks off, and Jenna comes back, and she's like, Whew, if you want to take a swing on the dance floor, you can go ahead. I'll watch the drinks for a minute. I don't mind. Yeah, we actually got... Some free drinks from the owner of the place, believe it or not. You're welcome. What? Nice. Where, how? Where is he? So the hot guy that's wearing the suit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, there he, it is. <laughs> he, he, uh, he owns the place, huh? Yeah. Um, I guess he has a couple of these places. So he was very nice. He got us some drinks. But also, have you noticed like the, the bald security people that are just roaming around here taking the guys out? Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like I guess they all I kind of work for like I don't the place. I don't know. Sarah was talking to one of them. Uh that's actually why I came back because she's like off with him. Wait, where is Sarah? Uh she was off. I think his, he said his name was like I don't know, like Dan or Don or Derek. I don't know. I really wasn't paying attention. Bald guy, black shirt? Yeah, yeah, like like the other guys who are here. Um are are we okay with this? I mean She's an adult. I mean, she's not like she's leaving. Like, we have her drink. We have, like, her purse. Like, not like she's going to leave without it. I guess. It's just weird that she's, you know, if she's going to pick somebody up at a club or a bar, it, you wouldn't it's think she'd not go out for of security. Character. Uh, granted, yes, but, I mean. I mean, is there, like, not for nothing, but it's Sarah. What, what can, you, can you really say anything positive about her judgment? <laughs> This is why I'm concerned. I don't trust her judgment. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, go ahead and roll me uh, one more notice check. Okay. At a minus one. A minus one? Is yeah. it because I've been drinking? <laughs> well, you should actually, um, you should have been rolling at a minus one the whole time. It's just because it's dim. Oh, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I I, I, I forgot care. clubs are dim. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, like I specifically, I said you <laughs> Uh, a set of dark stairs leads down to a large dim room. <laughs> right, which I remember you saying, and then I completely forgot that you specifically stated it was dim. So yeah, uh, so yeah, and roll, roll at a minus one. So I rolled the d6 and the d8. The d6 landed on a six, so that exploded, and I got a two, so eight. Y yes, so whenever you roll uh, in Savage Worlds and you get the highest number on the dice, it's called acing or exploding or popping. These dice be popping. Um, and I'm you get not to, saying that. <laughs> you get to roll it again and add the results together. So, yeah, in this case, your wild die exploded, and you got a total of? Eight. Is that with the minus one? Oh, I'm sorry, seven. So the reason that that's important, um, listeners, dear listeners, is the target number is almost always the number four. And if you get four above the target number, which in this case would be eight, uh, it's a race, which is like just an extra success. So you would get to see more of what was going on. That's why it was important to know whether or not it was a seven or an eight. Can we role play that Agatha has her glasses on and sees exceptionally well? Uh, no, because glasses would 
if you were going to use glasses in terms of notice rolls, uh, it would be a hindrance called bad eyes. Oh, never mind. She does not have glasses. <laughs> <laughs> it was worth a try. Um, yeah, as you kind of like scan the room just to kind of see, uh, kind of just to check on Sarah, just like make visual contact, you actually see her being led through that door in the back. Is she thrown over a bald man's shoulders or is she And walking? Jenna's like, but before you see that, Jenna's like, all right, I'm going to go dance one more time since you're just going to stick here. So Jenna's gone when this is happening. Oh, um, crap. So she is kind of like arm in arm. So she's willingly going with this guy into the back. Hard to tell, but sure. Does she have her cell phone on her? Because that makes a difference. Hi, low? Hi. You go to call her phone and on the cocktail table in front of you. All right. Well, I mean, she didn't seem like she was pulling away, and uh, maybe I'm assuming a little bit of backstory here. This is also the door that you've been seeing um, the passed out students pulled through. Okay. Um, I don't really know the lay of the land, but um, I'm I'm guessing that Sarah meets people at bars and clubs when we go out. I'm guessing this is very typical of Sarah. So unless she was actively resisting or seemed like she was passed out or, you know, not able to make clear decisions. So, okay, let's put it this way. Um, You know that Sarah is always safe. Sarah always carries protection. So if Sarah was going into the back room, you know that she would have taken protection with her. So if you'd like, you can check her purse. And see whether or not Okay, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. Just to be on the safe side. Yeah, so you open up and you see her, uh, she calls it her her lucky lady. Oh, gosh. Which is the one that she always takes with her because she doesn't trust the guys that she meets to be prepared. Um, And it is sitting inside of her purse. Um, All right, I'm going to try. You also have, what's your hindrance? It's code of honor, right? Yes. Okay. So I have a very clear set rule of ethics that I abide by. Yeah. You'll let adults be adults, but. Right. Well, obviously I I don't, I think Sarah's probably um, a little bit freer maybe than Agatha is. Definitely. Um, But I, I, I wouldn't stop Sarah from doing what I know Sarah does. So if Sarah kind of hooks up with people and meets people randomly and has her fun little flings. Um, you know, it may not be something that Agatha does, but, you know, not necessarily going to stop or try and intervene. You know. Just go back there and throw her her lucky lady and then walk away. Yeah. Um, I don't know, though, because now Jenna's gone. Jenna's dancing. Can I try and, like, get Jenna's attention to get her at least to come back and, like, guard our table? I don't really want to lose our table or not have our drinks be watched. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you can kind of call Jenna over and like, yeah, what, what's up? Do you want to go dance? you want to go to the bathroom? Uh, no, I just kind of needed you to kind of hold our place. I saw Sarah go towards the back with some random guy, um, but she didn't bring what she always brings. So I don't know. I, I just kind of wanted to check on her and make sure everything was okay. Okay. Yeah, no problem. I'll, I'll, I'll hang out here. Let me know what happens. Like All if right. you need help, do you have your phone? Yeah, I'm I'm definitely taking my bag. I just okay. wanted someone to watch our stuff and our drinks. So yeah, so she's kind of like stationed. She is guarding your stuff. All right, I'm going to the back. 
So the door to the back is kind of one of those swinging doors that like wait staffs have a lot. Um, as you move through the pivoting door, I need you to roll another spirit check. So many spirit checks. This has me feeling antsy. Aren't you glad you made a high spirited character? Definitely am. Uh, I have a feeling that I should probably re-roll that because four is a success and anything below a four is not, correct? That is correct. So, yeah, I'm I'm going to... So, every character in Savage Worlds has bennies, which they can spend to soak damage, uh, soak uh, wounds, which are the health system of Savage Worlds, or they can spend it to re-roll a trait roll. And they get these by... Um, role-playing their hindrances and role-playing in general. And actually, um, so Amanda's spending one to re-roll the spirit roll she just failed, but I'm actually going to give her one back because the reason that she's having Agatha go to the back to check on her friend is part of her code of honor, which is her hindrance. So you get bennies from role-playing your hindrances, and then you can spend them to re-roll. So you're going to end up right at net three. Gain one, okay. lose one. So yeah, you go ahead and re-roll she, your She spirit. definitely has a, a high code of honor and... Definitely would look out for her friends. There we go. Eight. Eight is a success with a raise. Yep. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so as you go through this door, you get the tingling sensation that you felt before on your tongue, kind of rippling over your body. And you're not sure exactly what the sensation is, but you know it's the same sensation. So whatever it is that was a little strange about your drink... You just kind of felt your whole go over your whole body as you walked through this door. Okay, so A, I'm a little weirded out right now. Yep. B, I'm not drinking any more of that drink. <laughs> uh, so behind the door is another staircase that's actually carved into the stone. As the door closes behind you, the music muffles and dies. Uh, you do hear another sound. Uh, roll me a notice check real quick. I just want to see how much of this you can pick up in your kind of freaked out state. Well, not freaked out so much as on edge. 11. 11, cool. So there's this rhythmic pulsing, and it's at first you think, oh, maybe you're just hearing this music pounding from behind the wall, but then you realize it's not in the same, uh, it's not in the same beat, it's not in the same rhythm, and you realize it's actually emanating from the stone around you, and as you take one or two steps down the stairs, it seems to get um, more intense, but not louder. It's not like something that you hear so much as that you feel it, kind of like this, just like, but like in a rhythm. I'd have no rhythm or else I would do something more rhythmic, but like you hear it like this, and you almost feel it emanating from the stone as you take a couple steps down. Yeah, I'm definitely going to make some kind of a vow to not drink for a while because I thought, you know, as Agatha, I thought I had a pretty good tolerance. Um, but clearly, clearly this drink went to my head a little bit. That's a little weird. <laughs> uh, so as you go down the stairs, they even out into a hallway, also cut out of stone. Is there a lot of stone in this town that I'm not aware of? I mean, there's cobblestone roads. This is not... This feels more like a basement that might have been cut out of solid rock, which is weird. Okay, but it's not like the Mines of Moria. No. All right. It's not not the mines and more. It's not that big. Right. But in terms of it's some sort of stone, otherworldly, you know, expansive. 
No, it's 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 a regular hallway, but instead of like being a normal basement hallway, which they would have cleared out and rebuilt and you know hung sheet and like done all of that kind of stuff, it's hewn from stone. Uh, at the far end of this hallway, probably about uh, sixty feet, is a single door, and you notice that on either side of this hallway, there's one door on either side. Oh, one about on your left, about fifteen feet, and then another on your right, about thirty-five feet. So three doors, three different sides. And you're down. So it's three doors down uh, below uh, the club. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because it's thought. Oh, okay. It is. Do funny. I hear noise coming from any of these doors? <laughs> Only that uh, same sensation. Uh, you can go ahead and roll me a notice check. Mm-hmm. This is very sketchy. Nine. Yeah, so as you start moving, are you walking down the hall towards the doors? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, when you reach the first one on the door on the left, you do hear what sounds almost like uh, a weight shifting behind the door and a slight moan. Not a fun moan. Okay, I was going to say, Agatha does not want to walk in on this. Um, all right, I'm going to try and open that door. Okay. Um, it is locked. Knocking. Hey, is anybody in there? No one responds. Do I hear anything else? Uh, a little more of that uh, moaning sound. It almost sounds like someone in pain. Hmm. Really wish I had picked lock picking as a skill. Mm-hmm. Um. Do an investigation. Aren't you glad you took that at a D4? Mm-hmm. Eight. Uh, yes, yeah, so you try to open the door and it's locked and you kind of like thinking, oh, I wish I had lock picking. I wish I knew how to do that thing from the movies. Um, but as you're looking around, you see that there's actually no like keyhole lock. So now you're investigating this door and it's very weird and you find that there's actually a spot not on the side of the door by the handle, but on the left side of the door that feels like it's like about the size of a handprint, but it's almost... Uh, imperceptible, is that the word? Mm-hmm. Um, and you put your left hand on that and try the door, and it opens. Oh, wow. Okay. F- officially freaked out now. Uh, as you open, you see that there are three students laying on, uh, like, rugs. Like, that's all there, there is. There's rugs and oh. some cushions, two of which are completely unconscious, and one who's kind of, like, moaning to himself or who looks sick. None of them are Sarah. Oh my gosh. All right. I'm going to go and check out the kid that is semi-conscious. Uh, just kind of like check his vitals, make sure he's okay. Um, cool. Roll a healing roll. All right. Eight. Eight. Um, so yeah, you kind of check him out and he seems uh, a little out of it coming too. Um, he's got a decent pulse and he seems to already kind of be coming too. So you can kind of just like help him kind of regain consciousness. All right. You know, uh, smack him a little yeah, bit. Yeah, hey, buddy, buddy, you yeah. okay? Where am, where am I? You're somewhere below the club. Are, are you okay? The club? No, I, I don't... I don't even remember going to a club. Oh, this is weird. What do uh, you remember drinking? I don't, I don't remember drinking anything. I... I was just going back to my room after, like, after practice. 
All right. Do you know these two guys? Oh, yeah. That's Jonathan, and that's his girlfriend, Lisa. And and what's your name? Derek. All right. Well, Derek, we got to get you out of here. Can you can you help me try and get your friends up? Yeah, totally. To- oh, yeah, and he kind of like stands up, and he's a little like. A little uneven, but he seems okay. Can I check my phone to see if maybe I can get reception and make a call? Because this is some cray-cray stuff. You can absolutely check your phone, yeah. All right. Am I, am I getting a reception? No. <laughs> yeah. I, I Somehow I had a feeling that was going to happen. <laughs> two, two levels down. Uh, I am going to take a picture with my phone, though, of this, this crazy setup and these three people discreetly. Oh, do uh, my favorite thing in every modern setting. Roll percentage dice for battery life. <laughs> so just so everyone knows this is something that i do because every single one of us has been out in a place like the dmv or like somewhere where you had to wait for a while where you knew you were going to use your phone and you've still forgotten to make sure that it's fully charged so everyone always generally says like well my character would have their phone fully charged but i would like to think that i have my phone fully charged all the time that is not the case so what we do is we roll percentage dice just to see where the player's phone batteries are. It's something we started doing in East Texas University. It kind of gives everyone a fair random shake. Some people have paid money to have battery boosts on their phone, which I generally let them add a little extra. But it's just to see, you know, Agatha wasn't planning on going out tonight, so did Agatha have her phone fully charged? Do you know what? Agatha is pretty darn prepared because she has 75% battery. All right, there you go. Uh, and so what this basically means, for the most part, it won't affect a lot of things. But if you are continuing to, like, take videos, especially, uh, your phone is trying to get signal. So fighting for signal drains the battery. So, like, probably if we're in this scene for a long time, you might end up at, like, 70 or 68%. Yeah, no, that's cool. I just, I wanted to take a picture of this kind of for documentation because, um, you know, as Agatha, I'm thinking, this is a great club, but... I don't know what's going on here, but this seems a little shady. So, yeah. And so now this photograph is proof. Yeah. I I just want something, you know, in Agatha's mind, she's thinking, all right, well, if I have to make a statement or I need to just kind of let the police know that there maybe there's something shady below this club, or I just want proof that these three people, like I found them like this. I I did not do this to them. (laughs) I watch Uh, crime shows too. (laughs) Um, Do me a favor, roll, uh, roll a healing roll for the other two. Uh, okay, so a three for that one. Okay, so that was for the uh, other gentleman. Jonathan. Yep, so now roll for Lisa. And a five for Lisa. Okay, so you managed to get Lisa kind of coming too. So like Derek goes over and you can't really get Jonathan up, so he kind of puts his, uh, he puts him up over his shoulder and gets him ready. Lisa's able to like stand on her own. All right, all right. Everyone's good? Everyone's okay? Yeah. And Derek kind of looks like, so, uh, so what's the plan? How do we get out of here? Look, to be honest, I'm only down here because I saw my friend go down here. So um, why don't you guys get up, go up the stairs, um, maybe try and get some help, try and find my friend Jenna. She's the brunette wearing the black tight dress. Really can't miss her. She's probably on the dance floor ignoring our drinks. Um, (laughs) Just if you could go upstairs, you guys really obviously need to kind of get hydrated and and figure out what's going on. Um, just let some people know I'm down here. I'm still looking for my friend. I'm not leaving until I find her. Okay, are you sure? Are you sure you want us to leave you? Yeah, no, you guys, 
you guys need to go somewhere where you can figure out what the heck happened and you need to make sure that you didn't get like drugged with something sketchy. Just kind of, you know, Agatha's medical side is kind of running through the scenarios of what might have happened to these people. So like you guys need to go and get checked out. Um, I'm going to stay down here until I find Sarah. Okay. Should we like exchange phone numbers? Just in, And Lisa like punches uh, him no, in the dude. arm and it's no. just like, Derek, shut up. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for your help. So he's feeling better. <laughs> <laughs> um, so cool. So yeah, you help them. They they go back up the stairs the way you came. So you have two doors left. You have the door on the far do, end and the door on the right. Do I hear them successfully open that door and get into the club again? So you can roll a notice check. Okay. What I'm excited about is you're spending all this time with this new character sheet, and then you're going to go back to Sally and be totally confused. Yeah. Um, so I rolled a two. You're sure they're fine? Oh, great. So you make your way to the second door, and it is locked. And I use the hand thing to unlock it? Yeah. Okay, so you do the same hand thing, and the door swings open. And in front of you, you see Sarah. She is sitting in a chair in the center of the room. Next to her are two creatures. They appear human, um, except that they have pale green skin uh, with like a little dome of purple on their head. Uh, and they also have uh, like delicate wings sticking out of their back, similar to like dragonfly wings. There's two of them? There's two of them, yes. And they're bald? Yes. Are Purple. they wearing black shirts? <laughs> they are wearing black shirts, sure. Yes. I knew it. <laughs> I knew something was up with them. They can't all be bald. Uh, so you have the opportunity to act before anyone else does. Um. Well, I would just like to say that as I was... Opening the door, um, I instinctively grabbed from my purse my pepper spray. Okay. Which does not shoot out a mist. It shoots out a stream, like the new kinds do. All right. I just um, feel like that's important because I don't want you to go, oh, and suddenly a wind appeared out of nowhere and it blew in your face and now you're incapacitated. Take two damage. You don't do the take two damage in Savage Worlds. Whatever. You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's good that you said that because pepper spray in Savage Worlds uh, operates on a cone template. So we'll just, we won't do that. Oh, though. I mean, I think it's still, I, I'm just, I'm referring to a real thing. I know what you're referring to. Okay. You, so it would be, uh, so we're not going to do it in a cone template. Okay. Okay. What? So Sarah is not uh, conscious. She is unconscious. Is she tied to a chair? No, she's just, she's in the chair. She's unbound, but she's also knocked out. And what are the two green people doing? Uh, you see that one of them has uh, just their hands kind of on their hips, sassily. Uh, and the <laughs> other one is uh, kind of like leaning and looking at Sarah and kind of like peeling back an eye and like examining her. Okay. Uh, you hear one of them speaking to the other one. In a language you do not understand. Oh, fantastic. Uh, all right. Um, I'm going to just kind of open the door, grab my mace or pepper spray, and just kind of go, hey, what, what's going on in here? Are you trying to do any type of action or are you just trying to get their attention? Well, I mean, let's be real. Agatha's not super strong, so it's not like she's barreling in there, guns blazing. All I really have is my pepper spray. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and she's Sarah's obviously conked out, so it's not like I can go, Sarah, run, and you know, throw myself in her to defend her or to be a distraction. Um, so I'm kind of limited with my options here. So yeah, I mean, just kind of startling the crap out of them is kind of all I can really think of at this point. So in Savage Worlds combat, uh, the way initiative works in combat is with a card system. So each person gets a card. Uh, Ace is highest, two is lowest. And on a Joker, you get a plus two to all of your actions and you can go whenever you want in initiative. If you have ties, the suits matter. If you don't have ties, they don't. And they go in reverse alphabetical order. So like spades goes first, then hearts, then diamonds, then clubs. You have the king of diamonds. Mm -hmm. They have the four of diamonds, which normally, if it wasn't a podcast, I wouldn't tell you what they had. I would just hold the card down. But because we're doing a podcast, I'm just going to have it clear out and right. open. So you get to go first. Is there anything? And you open the door and you're like, hey, what's going on here? And they're like, kind of like tilting their head with their weird blackened eyes staring at you. And one of them says, how did you get here? Uh, okay. So Agatha is going to just pull something out of her back pocket, so to speak. Uh, Graham let me in. Get away from her. Uh, roll me a uh, either a streetwise or an intimidation. Well, since I definitely don't have intimidation, we're going to go with streetwise on this. Five. So when you're doing stuff like this, like lying and stuff that are opposed roles, you as the initiator, the one who's trying to convince them that Graham let you in, Set the target difficulty. Five, based on your roll. Now they get to roll against you. And if they're higher than me, they know that I'm just... Lying. Yeah. They got a five. And I usually go tie goes to the runner. So that's you, the liar. Oh, really? But I don't like that. So Why? what I'm going to do is I'm going to spend a GM Benny. Do GMs get bennies? I G feel like the system is rigged. So GMs, uh, if you're running the game, you get one Benny for each player at your table. So one, because it's just you. And you get two uh, wild card Bennies for any wild card. So like, if you were doing something involving Graham, I have two Bennies for Graham. But I have one just for you, and I'm using it now. How dare you? So five, they fail. They look at you and they go, mm, yeah, seems strange. Why would Graham send you here? Uh, he's not exactly the kind of guy that you ask a lot of questions of, so uh, I just need to take Sarah and get back up. People are starting to wonder where she is. Who's Sarah? The chick that you have in the chair? We've already begun mining her. Okay, well, you're going to have to unmine her now because Graham needs her up top. You have a problem, you take it up with him. Give me one more streetwise roll. I thought I was doing a great job with that. You are. You're do, no, you're, do, you're doing a great job, which is why they haven't attacked you. I'm just like, I literally feel like Agatha right now. I'm just like really pulling it from thin air going, um, because I have no strength. I have no weapons. I've got nothing but... BSing it, so you know my good buddy Graham. <laughs> <laughs> We're friends on Facebook. 
and he follows me on Instagram. So it's getting pretty serious. <laughs> Oddly enough, a five. <laughs> okay, so we'll give them one more roll. So the one that you've been talking to goes and like takes a step back uh, to kind of let you go. Um, but the other one, uh, when you like, but they don't move to like help you. Okay. I'm just trying to think of like in my head, mind racing, like, do I want to push the envelope and be like, Hey, one of you needs to carry her up. Um, I'm not really sure I want to chance it. Am I, okay. What, what size is Sarah? Like, is Sarah about the same build as me? Could I conceivably, you know, blood pumping, adrenaline pumping, like throw an arm over or throw one of her arms over my shoulder and kind of like get her out? Or is she bigger than me? And am I going to need one of these green people to kind of do? You, you could carry her, but it would be a task. Uh, can, can I not carry her? Could I just do the arm over the shoulder? Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Oh, okay. That type of like pull, carry. Yeah, it won't be easy though. It's not like me carrying you that way. Okay. I'm going to do that. Okay. And I'm going to kind of jokingly, sarcastically, you know, as I'm moving her out the door, go, thanks for the help, guys. One of the, the one that hasn't been talking kind of like leans in and like, and like sniffs at you in a oh, weird, okay. skittering okay. thing. Okay. Yep. Okay. I'm skedaddling. They're following slowly, not like menacingly. I'm just not going to try and run you. away from them, for the record. I want to make this look like this is all part of the plan. So I'm not, I mean, I'm, you know, do, I'm not waltzing, like I'm waltzing down an aisle, but I am not running from these people. Okay. Yeah, they just watch you. Okay, I'm, I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> Give me a strength check to take her up the stairs. Oh, man, stairs. Stairs are always my greatest weakness. In game and out of game. A four, it explodes. A five. Yeah, so you managed to like... The crowds go wild. Drag her <laughs> up the stairs, like just... It is not easy going. But adrenaline is pumping. Adrenaline is definitely pumping, yeah. I'm uh, a swimmer. I've you, got this. <laughs> you have endurance, yeah. So you get her up the stairs and open the door back into the club. All right, I'm going to scan the room for Jenna. Okay, give me a notice minus one for the dim light. That my magical glasses don't help with. They're not there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Eleven. Jenna's not there. What? She abandoned me? Graham's not there. Oh. Um, crap. Do I see Jonathan, Lisa, or Derek? No. Man, you just can't trust anybody nowadays. Oh, phone. Okay. I have reception in the bar or in the club. I didn't have reception downstairs. Um, I'm going to call Jenna. Okay. Goes to the voicemail. Oh, great. Do I have family in the area? Do I know anybody close by? No. Can I phone a friend? You're from the Carolinas. <laughs> oh, am I? I forgot that detail. <laughs> that was your detail. That was a stupid detail. I'd like to edit that. <laughs> okay. Well, then. This sucks. Um, I can't trust anybody. 
So uh, are the guys still following me? And are they still green? Uh, you don't see anyone green. Well, that door swings shut, right? After everybody? Yes. Oh, so they stayed below, didn't they? Uh, you do see over in one corner a uh, bald guy in a black t-shirt who is paying a lot of attention to you. Uh, I'm going to kind of like shrug and roll my eyes and be like, like gesture towards the back, like, you know. He's staring. Well, you know how when you're all working together and you're all staff and, you know, you just had to do some kind of menial task for the boss or whatever. So you kind of make that face that isn't really coming across in a podcast because this is all auditory. I think the face that you're trying to make is the uh, the Flintstones. It's a living. Yeah. I'm trying to be like one of the guys. I just have hair. Yeah. His face doesn't change. All right. So these people don't have senses of humor. That's possible. All right. Well, their loss. Uh, how far away from the door am I? You are on the opposite side. Of course I am. Just give me one agility check minus one to get through the crowd with Sarah. Four. That With the minus one? Oh, I'm sorry. Three. Yeah. So as you're trying to work through... Um, like the border of the dance hall, someone kind of like bumps into you and normally you would be fine. But Sarah goes like down into one of like the lounging tables. All right. I'm going to pick her back up and just keep going. Yeah. And she's she and seems like laugh it off and be like, darn it, Sarah, you know, you just drink way too much. You got to slow it down. Mm-hmm. She, uh, she seems to be like kind of coming to a little bit. Oh, thank God. But not like enough to be useful. So almost under my, like, almost like someone's stirring in their sleep. Okay, yeah, so I'm going to be trying to play it cool like she's just a a drunk college girl, but then like under my breath to her, I'm going to be like, Sarah, you need to wake up now. You need to get your stuff together. This is serious. Like trying to kind of mumble stuff under my breath to make her realize you need to kick into gear somehow, some way. Okay. And I'm going to continue towards the door just until I get to the door. You're able to (laughs) kind of like pull her up and, and get her back outside. All right, does the fresh air seem to do anything for her? No, you can try and roll a healing check. All right, I'm going to do that. Three. She's still out of it, unless you would like to spend a Benny. No, I'm going to save the Bennies because those little green people are freaking me out, and I just, I really need to get home, so. Yeah, as you kind of like stopped a couple like doors down, do I need to whistle for a taxi, by the way, in order to get home? Like, how far away am I? I don't really remember. You're only a couple of blocks. I don't want to walk home. You a could blocks. walk it, but probably yeah, no. not with Sarah. Um, you went a couple doors down to try and, like, a put her on a stoop. Yeah, three of them. Uh, to try <laughs> and, it's like the biggest thing that comes up in game. It's just three doors down over and over again. Um, so you kind of, like, put her on a stoop to kind of, like, check, and you're not really getting any signal. You do notice that the bouncer is kind of, like, taking two steps. Not, like, in your direction, Oh, no, I'd hail a cab. So he can seize you. Yeah, and now you're hailing a cab. Yeah, you're easily able to get a cab. Yeah, because it's Boston. Yeah. Okay, great. So I'm going to get in the cab and be like, hey, I'm going to go to my uh, dorm. Okay, yeah, you get to your dorm, uh, and you sign her in um, as a guest. Because I'm conscientious like that. Well, because otherwise she couldn't go through security. There's security at the door? For the whole dorm, yeah. Like people? Yeah. So there's a security person? 
there's uh, like an RA student type person who just signs people in. Okay, so someone that's not really legit. Yeah, not like an armed security Darn. guard or anything. No, that, that would solve all your problems. I was like, wait, it? there's security at our dorm. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, you uh, go up to your room, mm-hmm. and uh, Jenna is asleep. I am locking the door. I am putting uh, Sarah in the bed. Is Sarah stirring still at all? No. Can I do another healing check to see if I can get her maybe to come to a little bit before? Yeah. Okay. Well, Benny, because this is, I'm just tired of this. Yeah. As you're like working on her, you, uh, you see that, uh, Jenna's starting to wake up and stir. Five for healing. Okay. Yeah. So she's starting to kind of come to and Jenna's like, what? Where were you? I thought you were going to be studying tonight. Yeah. Thanks for all your help, Jenna. My my help with what? When I came back, you were gone. I went downstairs to rescue Sarah from some crazy, crazy people. I'll get into it tomorrow morning. And you just left the club without me. Okay, first of all, I did not go to a club tonight. We were supposed to be studying. You flaked. Second of all, who's Sarah? Are you kidding me right now? How much more did you have to drink before you left? I didn't have anything to drink tonight. We were supposed to study. We were supposed to study Sunday. No, we were supposed to study tonight. I came back to the room. You were gone. And now you come back, probably drunk, with whoever the heck that is. Okay, I'm, I, I cannot. I literally cannot deal with this right and now. And Sarah is stirring. I am going to focus on Sarah. You go back to sleep. We will talk about this in the morning. Well, no, you just brought like a random person into our it's dorm room. It's not a random person. It's Sarah. Okay, cool. Her name's Sarah. Who is that? Sarah probably had way too much to drink, and uh, I found her in a room passed out with two guys. Let me just paint a picture for you. So right now, our focus is Sarah and making sure she's okay. You know what? I am going to go, and I'm going to go, and I'm going to grab a coffee. Thank you. And when I come back, I hope that your weird little friend is no longer in our room, and she leaves. Uh, is Jenna always this witchy? No, but you did just wake her up in the middle of the night with some random stranger after ditching her for study plans. That's not how it went. In her mind. Okay. Um, so Sarah's coming to you, you said? Yes. All right. Sarah? Sarah, can you hear me? Focus. Where, where am I? Sarah, what's the last thing you remember? Who, who's Sarah? Okay. What's the last thing you remember? Her eyes are having like difficulty focusing and like she's trying to think and draw something back from deep inside of her head. And she looks you dead in the eyes and goes, nothing. And that's where we'll call it. Thank you all so much for tuning into this episode of Gaming with Gage, our season finale. And thank you for joining this journey with us for all of season one. It's been so much fun to talk with these people about gaming and share our love and our opinions with the rest of you. Please reach out to us on Discord, on our website, on Twitter, on Facebook, all of it. Even though we are going to be gone for a couple of weeks while we welcome a new addition to our family, I am always there and I am always active. So you can always reach out and talk to me. We will be back on June 4th with season two of Gaming with Gage. And if there's stuff you want us to talk about or people you want us to talk to, I mean, let me know. A lot of the feedback we've gotten is, hey, how do you play the game? 
and now we're doing a showcase episode. Or, hey, you should have your wife on more because you guys are great together and you sound good together. And here she is for the season finale of the show. So we do listen. Always, always, always do us the favor of please subscribing and rating and review the show. I mean, Apple Podcasts, it really helps. On Android devices, we're on Stitcher. Like, we're all over the place. And every time you do that, you really help new people find the show. And it's kind of cool. You know, it's like I'm not just doing this to talk into the endless void of a white wall that I'm staring at while I'm recording. I'm talking with all of you. So... Thank you guys so much for everything. Thank you for season one, 16 episodes in, still going strong. And we'll see you on June 4th.